The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Ravon James, and this is Everyday Peace. And I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. And every time I say that definition, uh, a sense of calm washes over me and I hope it does with you because I have this knowing within myself that no matter what is going on in your life right now, whether you feel it's the best thing ever or something that's totally undesirable, no matter what end of the spectrum, that thing has not come to destroy you. It's come to bow down and serve you as you consciously use it to build to your next level of greatness. And I'm super excited to have this program where we focus on women helping women. Because we bring the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn and to grow and how how to use those things that show up in our life that we're like, no, I didn't want that to happen. But how to use those things, too. And the great stuff as well, how to use all of it to curate the life of our dreams. So if you're new to our tribe, I want to welcome you to the world of everyday peacemakers. On this journey with us, you will learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, and the Everyday Peace uh, by visiting my website, drdrayvonjames.com. The website includes words of wisdom, encouragement, contact information. You can get free gifts there. Uh, You can get, um, as I mentioned, my contact information, information on our group coaching session for women called Leaders in High Heels. You can get all of that information. You get information about the fabulous guests that we have on the show. All of that you can find on the website. Again, that's drdravonjames.com. I encourage you to visit it frequently. So today I am super excited to bring a guest with you today. As I mentioned, we focus on the show on issues that impact our lives as women. So we can do what? So we can go out and be a positive enforce, uh, force to the world, to those we care for in our community at large. So today, today I bring with you to you um, a wonderful author, Sharon L. Alman. And I want to tell you a little bit about her before we bring her on the show. She has been called to uplift, to motivate, to encourage, and to champion individuals with no voice or who have counted themselves out. 
She considers herself a personal cheerleader and a coach who walks in her call and purpose through a career choice of working for and in a nonprofit management for over 25 years, offering help, um, not just offering help to everyone, Sharon and her husband of 42 years, her husband of 42 years, I happen to know that they just celebrated their anniversary, um, have spent over 25 years orchestrating marriage conferences, workshops, and one-on-one coaching. Sharon's greatest accomplishment is being mother-in-chief. I love that. Mother-in-chief to her two adult children, um, Chief Alman, who serves in the U.S. Navy, married to the beautiful Tarmika Alman and her daughter, Christian Alman, Christine Alman, excuse me, a UGA graduate working in corporate America. Sharon and her loving husband, Maurice, are Nana and Papa to three grandchildren, Jade, Jackson, and Joy. Um, Highlights of the book journey include book signings, radio and TV interviews on WATC 57, a marriage documentary called Staying Together and speaking at Greenfield University where we where we met. That's where she and her husband met and fostered a relationship that has lasted for four decades. The book that we are talking about that Sharon has written, all of the hype over this book is warranted. It is more than a paycheck. More than a paycheck. That is the title of the book. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be hearing from Sharon, who is, um, my goodness, she says, uh, uh, chief. I don't know how you said that, you know, chief, mother and chief, right? But I, she is definitely qualified, 42 years of marriage, to talk to us about how to successfully navigate those unexpected twists and turns that show up in a marriage. Sharon, welcome to Everyday Peace. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. James. I'm just honored and it's a privilege to be your guest today. Oh my gosh, I am humbled to have you on here. Before we start talking about the book, More Than a Paycheck, if, if you could say for our listening audience, those people out there who may be married in, in their first year or in their 20th year, or those who are contemplating marriage, in, in just one sentence, what is your secret? 42 years, what is your secret? <laughs> well, we have a mission statement for our relationship, and our relationship is founded on three principles. Faith, which is the foundation of our relationship. And our faith and our foundations in our, is, was, is with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Friendship, we're best of friends. I always tell my husband, he's my friend. Even when on days when I don't feel like I love him, I like the man. And we'd like to be in each other's presence. And then fun. We have a lot of fun together. If it's just laughing together at something that we've experienced, something that we've seen for the day. So faith, friendship, and fun are our three key and core principles of our relationship. But I would encourage every couple, establish your mission statement. It might be different than mine, but I know for a fact that you need to have a purpose in your marriage to move forward in this world that we're living in today. Oh, thank you for giving us that that juice, the beginning of this talk, because... Um, you know, no matter how we feel about this journey called life, you know, I've, I've worked in healthcare for many years and I tell people, I said, you know, you want a quality life, right? 
You want a quality life and you want a quality marriage too. But we also want quantity. We want length of years. And when something works, evidence of that is the, is the number of years that you have been together. So that mission statement, I'm sure we're going to get back to it. But for our listeners, if you have a pen, something to write on, today will be one of those shows where you want to jot down um, notes for the journey that you're on or the journey that you hope to get on. So I encourage you to take notes, share them with your friends and family members, and we're just going to get into it. We're going to start at the very beginning. The title of the book, again, a wonderful book, is More Than a Paycheck. The author, our guest today is Sharon L. Alman, uh, and we're going to talk to you about where you can get the book, but it's more than a paycheck. Tell us uh, what inspired you to write this book? My husband, the love of my life, inspired me to write this book. I didn't want to write the book. I mean, I don't think anybody out there in your listening audience is just leaping for joy to share something as personable as your financial situation. Most people shy away from talking about what? Two things in their marriage, finances and their sexual intimacy, right? People don't always aren't very forthright. So I was like, I don't want to share about what we've been through. I don't really, I don't feel like I want to expose us to the world. And he kept after me for about four years. And finally, I just surrendered. One night, honestly, I woke up, I hopped out the bed, I got my laptop out. And this is a true story. I, I just know that God led me what to say. It wasn't on pen. It wasn't on paper. I just started to type. And I just started from the beginning and shared our love story. And it is a love story, but I give practical tools to couples, uh, what they can put in their toolkit to use when unexpected things happen in their marriage. And it's not if it's going to happen, it's the when. And you just want to be prepared. I love that. I love that. Being prepared. It's not if this is going to happen. You know, it's lovely to have stars in our eyes and believe that, Love, um, I believe that it does conquer all because the word of God says love covers a multitude of sins, right? So I do believe that, but I think it's a bit naive for us to think that it prevents life from having those uh, unexpected twists and turns, right? Some things are going to happen that appear to be beyond our control, and we do want to have a way of navigating those turns. Uh, those storms. So we haven't yet, we've been hinting around as to what um, the book is about, and maybe our listening audience can sort of gather what it is um, from the title, but um, where did the title come from? More than a paycheck. And I didn't read the the, um, little caption below here, but uh, I will read that now, and I want you to tell us, uh, well, no, you tell us in your own words. I think that'd be best. Where, where, what, what motivated you to have this particular title for your work? More than a paycheck was birthed out of our life experience within our marriage. My husband is an IT professional. And I always say that's what he does for a living, but that's not actually who he is. He's a man of character, of integrity. He is a great husband, an outstanding father. He's hands-on. He's great in the community. So those are all of those wonderful attributes and God-given gifts and talents that he has. More than the paycheck, the title is because a lot of times people get married and they really pretty much say, will look at, okay, he's making six figures or she's making six figures. They're adding up all of those um, tangible things that they can actually see with their eyes or or bank account. Okay, he's got this much, much in his or she's got 
that much in theirs. But the question to the, those couples are, what if you woke up tomorrow morning and everything that you had was gone? Your bank account, your 401k, your pension plan, all of that. Would your spouse be enough? Would the character, the characteristics, the attributes that they bring to the relationship be enough? So the title of the book, More Than the Paycheck, was based on our life ex experience of my husband being downsized three times within our marriage. Within those 42 years of marriage, my husband as an IT professional was downsized three times. And one time was for two years and three months. Let me say that again, two years and three months. That means that six-digit income, that six-digit income was no longer coming in. And I always worked because I really wanted to, not that I always had to. That was birthed out of the nonprofit management background, gave me a lot of flexibility with raising the children. But my husband was like the primary breadwinner. He always made more money than me. So I never had to be the primary breadwinner. So that gave me a little level of comfortability, right? So when I wrote the title of that story, I thought about, he is more than his paycheck because when his paycheck was no longer there and that six digit salary was no longer there, I had to love him for who he was, not for what he brought to the table financially. So that's why the title was birthed. I, you've said so many things here and, and I just want to go ahead and read the full title here for our listeners. More than a paycheck, a wife's story of faith, love and renewal in the face of financial adversity. And a couple of times you've said this is that, you know, you, you had to, he was more than a paycheck. You had to say, I'm paraphrasing it. If this man that I'm married to, my husband is bringing in no income, he is just as valuable to our union, to me, to our children, as he was with a paycheck. Absolutely. Right? You got and it. I love the fact that you had that, um, that type of feeling for him, right? The type of honoring, right? Honoring of him to know that the reason you honor him is beyond his financial means. Right. It is beyond that. Even without that, he still has the type of character that uh, would say with no income. Exactly. With no income. Exactly. Because he was still contributing to the relationship. He was still contributing to raising our children. And at the time when the first uh, downsizing happened, he had been with the company 17 years. And he was actually, the company was in Illinois. We were living, we had moved to Georgia in 1999. And our son was going to college. So you can imagine when he found out that he was being impacted, we're getting ready to send a son to college, we're paying college tuition. We pretty much had to go into our savings account to pay, you know, what was our portion of his tuition for the year. And so it wasn't an easy thing. It was very difficult. We had to make some quick decisions. Were we going to move back to Illinois or we're going to stay here where we had built our forever home and our children had went to school here and had friends here. So we decided to stay here and just trust that God would bring us through it. And he did. It wasn't easy. It was, And I always want to tell couples, we have an awesome marriage, but we invest in our relationship every minute, every second of the day. Invest, invest every day. We make we wake up every morning and we are intentional about investing in our marriage. And that's how we came through such a difficult time. Oh, I love that. And again, the book is More Than a Paycheck, A Wife's Story of Faith, Love, and Renewal in the Face of Financial Adversity. Key thing that you just said, 
You have a great marriage. It is not by accident. It is not by happenstance. It is not because we, and you guys get this in the book. I don't want to say too much, but you all met in college. I said that in the intro. Hope everybody got that. So this is your college sweetheart. So let's all journey back to who we were when we were in college and some of the decisions that we made back then. Right. So and how we loved back then, right, in our infancy, infancy as, an, as an adult, right, those are the beginning years. So you didn't just rely on that. You didn't just rely on that physical spark. Right. You didn't just rely on the fact that we, you know, we took a vow or we have these two kids. You said you wake up and you both are intentional about the perpetuation of this marriage. 42 years, recommitting. I read an article uh, uh, online over the weekend of a couple. I don't know if they've been married 50 years, but every year in 50 years, they have a uh, so, uh, actual like mini wet wedding celebration, right? And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Could be a little expensive, but that's interesting, right? And But that was a recommitting. That's what that meant to them, recommitting. And so I'm hearing you say the same thing is that we are intentional about this. We have specific exercises. Can you share with us maybe, you know, some things that you and your spouse would do? Um, the lucky Maurice, <laughs> something that you all would do to say, what does an intentional practice look like? What is it that we decide to do on a daily basis that reinforces the bond that we have as husband and wife? Absolutely. First of all, if I can just say this over and over, respect is key. For, for Especially for a man, they need to be respected. A lot of times for women, we like security and we like to be supported, right? But if you, if you respect your husband or your spouse or your partner, you can get whatever in this world that you want. But some of the intentional things, and let me just say this too, Though we had to be intentional when we there was no money to date, right? So we had to go and create, make a lunch. You could have a, a night picnic under the stars. You don't have to have a lot of money to keep your marriage going. Date night is so important. You can have date nights that cost money. You can have date nights that cost no money. You know what I mean? And when you say cost no money, how can you have a date night cost no money? Well, if you're living, whether you're living in an apartment or in your home, and there's different degrees of, of lack, what might be lack to one couple might be a lot to another couple. So um, even if you're down to no extra revenue coming in, but if at least you have some groceries in the house, you can go make a sandwich. You can make it, you know, but the thing is, you're investing in the communications in your marriage. You're keeping the intimacy going um, just because there might be lack on your partners. Maybe they're not bringing those finances. You can't withhold intimacy at saying, well, if you're not bringing that in the house, well, I don't feel very intimate towards you. And some days you might not feel intimate, but that's that intentional part. So date night's very important. And whether you're doing date night, going to a movie, staying at home, cooking dinner together, sometimes it's just going back to the basics. You'd be surprised how much making a meal together can um, foster conversation and you're cutting up those carrots, you're, you're making potatoes, you're cut, chopping up things, you're marinating the meat and you're talking to one another, you're laughing about old times, how you began, you know, and it'll foster relationships. So date night, keeping communication going, positive communication, watching your tone, um, tone and timing is everything in relationships. Because sometimes you can say something, you can say the right thing at the wrong moment and it's not received. But if you say the right thing at the right moment, you'd be 
shocked how it's received. And especially for for men, if they've worked all day and they come into the home and you're just waiting on them to say, you've got a laundry list of things that they need to do at the house, it might not be received as well as if you just give them a moment, moment to kind of get himself together and then you come in to a, with a tone that's a little bit different and vice versa, same for the, for the wife. Um, you don't want to tell a wife, well, you don't do this and you don't cook like my mama. And blah, blah. That's not a good way to approach it. But if you come with love and how you, and just think about it just like this, how would you like to be spoken to? And if you speak to your spouse, a lot of times people will go outside their homes, they're talk to their friends, their colleagues, and they'll be professional about it because they know how to adjust to a professional environment. But then they come home and they just talk to their spouse like, you know, you're the dirt under my feet. That's not the way. That is my king. I am his queen and he's going to honor me and I'm going to honor him just like I would more so than your supervisor, your friends, your colleagues. When you walk through that door, that is your haven of peace, of love, of opportunity to be all that you can be. And you're there to build up one another. And I hope I didn't go too, off too much, Dr. James, but no, I think it's so very important. I'm jotting down notes. <laughs> I think because it's I so want, important. <laughs> yeah, because I want to, um, you've said so many wonderful things here. And I know that we have listeners, because you all contact me and you, um, you, you listen, go back and share things with um with your family and friends from the show, you go back and you listen to repeat shows. But if you're taking notes and I just want to reiterate a few things that I think are just pearls of wisdom that you said, uh, first of all, very opening up, you talked about having a mission statement for your marriage, faith, friendship, and fun. Right. And so, um, I would encourage, I love that is because if we don't know where we're going, we will definitely not end up where we need to be in 42 years, right? We have to be aligned. And that's, this is something I, I teach women's leadership. Um, and we talk about so many things. And one of the things we talk about is alignment, alignment with your team. And uh, this is leadership, whether it's in your home or in your corporate life, right? Or in your church or your community, but alignment. And well, the first thing you talked about is we are aligned, we have a mission statement that we have agreed on. This marriage is built on. We are working towards and maintaining uh, faith, friendship, and fun. It's it's like a party every day, right? When you look at that, we sure life shows up and it does what it does. Is that I heard I heard something on TikTok that say life be lifing, <laughs> right? And the implication behind that statement was the the gentleman meant that you know. Things happen that are undesirable. But when you when you know that the, the mission statement is we're all pulling together for faith, friendship, and fun. And so I encourage our listeners today, again, whether you're in a relationship or looking for a relationship, think about having those conversations because that takes us to one of your um, intentionalities, if you will, about the marriage is communication. So if you don't already have a mission statement, and you're in a relationship, maybe that's a great way to be intentional this week is to say, hey, I heard this crazy thing on the <laughs> Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. And she had this amazing author there. And she talked about having a mission statement. 
you know, I'd love to talk to you about that. It sounds exciting. So that's um, sort of being intentional about that relationship. I love that idea. And then I got to tell you, you got right on many of our streets as women. You talked about um, our tone and our timing. And for years, um, I, I'll just speak for myself as a woman, could not hear my own tone because I've been listening to it my whole life and it seems to be okay when I'm talking to other women. So what is the problem? <laughs> but we have to realize that we are not, and I hear you saying this and your life is proof positive that it works. When we are talking to men, specifically our husbands, our significant others, that tone needs to adjust in a manner in which he can receive it. Absolutely. That's big girl, a big girl talk. Absolutely. That's true. So very true, Dr. James. Um, tone with a man is everything. And it will go the distance for years. Um, if he feels respected and that tone is good, there's nothing you can't get him to do. And it's not, it's not trickery or anything. That's just how God has created him. And that's most men will tell you secure uh, respect, timing, tone. That's it for them. They're very simple creatures. They truly are. And that's it for them. They're very simple, not complicated at all. So I want, I want to encourage our listeners. This, this, this book um, goes through, uh, it's a really good uh, history, the, the chronological history of your, your life from beginning to end. With uh, not in, but forgetting you understand what I said, not in, right. <laughs> but beginning to current, and um, with with your wonderful husband of forty two years, more than a paycheck, a wife's story of faith, love, and renewal in the face of financial adversity. Uh, before we go into our next round of questions, um, where can our listening audience purchase the book? Absolutely, and I have a special for your listening audience today as well. I have my website is www.sharonlalmon.com. If they go on my website and under my contact tab, just let me know they were listening to your program on today. And I'm going to give them the family and friends rate, $10 plus shipping. And I will autograph that for them. I am on Amazon. And if they prefer to do that, they just won't get an autographed copy off Amazon. And they won't get the family and friends rate, but they can purchase it on Amazon. I have a print book on Amazon as well as an ebook. Some people, uh, maybe the millennials don't want to read it. I still like to turn my pages and read books. But if you prefer to have an ebook, you can purchase the ebook. But I'd love to get an autographed copy in their hands. It's just I just feel connected uh, to the audience when I'm able to sign it to them. And if they just send me a note, I'll make sure I can ship all over the world. So uh, they can get a copy of their book back. Yeah, so that is so wonderful. And I encourage you, $10 to improve the landscape of one of the most important relationships in your life. $10 to get yourself aligned, yourself aligned to attract the most important relationship, earthly relationship of your life. Well worth it. Well worth it, and and to be um, autographed when you go when you get it from her website under the family and friends rate. So I highly encourage that because 
I know that just hearing that thing about the tone and um, for a lot of women, I coach women. So I, I'll talk about myself and the women that I coach um, is something we had to work on. Right. Something that we had to work on. You're a woman. You've been friends with women. You're getting a lot of our advice from women who may or may not have the longevity of success that Sharon has in a marriage. So we're getting the real deal from somebody who is actually walking the walk. How impressive is that? It's so important where we get our advice from. If we want to have these relationships last, we want to build something that's wonderful. So, um, what are uh well I kind of kind of went into that but let's talk a little bit about I want to start without giving too much away but there's something significant I think about your journey and I'm going to go say for myself when I read your book you all met in college and you were the daughter of a, of a minister a pastor right but your husband was not right talk to us a little bit about that union and about you know how 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 was that? And how did you go ahead and make that decision? And was it blessed by your family? Right. We come from two different worlds. I grew up in the church. I grew up as a, a PK pastor's kid. And not just a church, a grand old church of God in Christ, Pentecostal background. So you can know strict. I mean, if anybody out there listening that knows about Kojic, you know. <laughs> And so anyway, my husband did not grow up in the church. Um, I think he said he went every now and then. Just a good moral character, but did not grow up in the church. And actually, we were dating other people when we went to college. I, My boyfriend was going to Jackson State University, and he was dating a, a young lady um, at another university as well. So we were platonic friends. We just started liking each other. Nothing romantic. We just liked being in each other's presence. But the more we talked, the more we hung out, uh, I, I never forget, I went home one Thanksgiving and I, my boyfriend picked me up from the train station. I was happy to see him, but not as happy as I was being in my now husband's presence, right? Didn't really realize I started really caring for him. And he had went on a baseball trip and he caught me and we got to talking and um, I thought, wow, this is weird. And that that's when I realized that it was meant to be, it was predestined. But I knew we were different. I knew I had given my life to the Lord and I could not marry an unbeliever. And I didn't want him to uh, give his life to the Lord to get me because I knew that wasn't the way to do it. And um, he told me one night he called me and he said, I did it. I said, you did what? Because it's the way I lived my life before him. He said, I gave my life to the Lord. He gave his life to the Lord in the dorm. I never badgered him about giving his life to the Lord. I never, I never, I just lived my life before him. And I said, and the first thing I said to him, I said, I hope you didn't give your life to the Lord thinking you're going to get me because that's not the reason you give your life to the Lord. He goes, no, I just wanted to do that. So we went to church together next day and he went to the altar and, you know, made an open confession of his faith. And that, before I knew it, I thought, I'm going to break up with my boyfriend because I'm having these strong feelings. I don't know if he felt that way about me. So I broke up with my boyfriend. Long story short, first, and then I thought, oh, my God, what have I done? But he broke up with his girlfriend, and then we got together. So that's that's how we got together. Uh, and um, it was just very different when my parents met him because, of course, they knew I was dating somebody else that was in the church. But they fell in love. My dad died my senior year. And that's another testimony. 
my dad died my senior year in high school and I was going to go to this college um, the next year, but then I stayed home with my mom a year. So I actually met my husband when I was a senior in high school. He was on campus. He introduced himself to never thinking in a million years I would meet him again. But I believe God, we were predestined to be together. I really don't think it was by chance. I believe my purpose in life was to be with this man for the rest of my life. And so that's how we got together. Yeah. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That is such a beautiful story. And the reason that I wanted to to bring it up is because there were some things that were significant in there that our listening audience heard. One, there was no badgering of him to, um, well, he didn't have to convert from one religion to another, but for him to really uh, just become saved. But there was no badgering. You let your walk do all your talking for you, the way you lived upright in his presence. And I think that's so important as women when we talk about um, building a forever relationship, right? Uh, This well, I'll just go ahead and say it. We have a tendency to want to be in control of everything, right? And that's because we are really good at multitasking. We have some innate skills that just set us up for success. We are just wired this way, right? And so one of those things we can do very, very well is reroute people to take you from where you are to where you need to be. That's why we are so good with children, right? Because we can see things and, you know, when they get older, maybe something different. But when we're talking about maneuvering those little people to where they need to be, mothers are usually pretty good about that and not that skittish about it either. They make a decision and they move and execute, right? And so that same skill set from what I hear and from what your book shows and what your life and your marriage prove, um, not necessarily great in a marriage if you want to have a successful marriage. That's true. You're right, Dr. James. That skill set is good in the workplace. It's good with raising our children, right? Not so much with the husband. I don't think any man wants to be um, what they call, you know, back in the date myself, they used to say a henpeck man or, you know, (laughs) no man wants to be manhandled. Do you know what I mean? And even if you are, if that is your style, God did, God, everything you said was so true. God created us to, we're way up the road. We can multitask. We hear about a problem. We have, we got the solution. We, you know, we can multitask. We do all that. But sometimes I can even have the right answer, but it's not always to come blurted out. Let your husband figure out some things. Let him come up with some discipline. 
That's this, and it takes, sometimes it takes the Holy Spirit to keep this tongue to say, don't say that. Don't interject that. You can be right, but do you want to be right or do you want your marriage? Oh, it's, say that again, Sharon. Do you want to be right or? Do you want to be right or do you want your marriage? And I tell young couples that all the time because everybody, I, I just want to be right. I just got to get the last word in. I just, ooh. But do you want, is that, okay, that's your end game to be right. Be right alone. <laughs> that's okay. You're going to be right alone. I love it. And it doesn't mean right. we have to take down a big browbeat or anything like that. My husband honors me. He wants me to be out there. He's, I call him a hubbinger because when I go out and I have to present, my husband gets me ready. He, I mean, seriously, he doesn't mind being in the background with that. But I know how to honor him, even in all that. I don't, you know, I know how to present in such a way that I honor him at all times. And I think for some women, they just have a hard time and a struggle. Because they that word submissive, that is a hard word for a lot of women. I love submitting to my husband, and he'll tell you in a minute, he submits to me. We submit to one another. One another, all submission means is to yield. We yield to one another. It, it's not subservient. He doesn't browbeat me. I don't browbeat him. We submit to one another. And what, by submitting to one another, I want him to be all that he can be, and he wants me to be all that I can be. So we're each other's cheerleaders. I want him to win, win, win. You know, so all I want to do is win. And he wants me to win, win, win. He will, he, he's got my back. He pushes me out there even when I don't want to be pushed. Like that book, that this book would not have ever been written if my husband and I had pushed. Trust me when I tell you. Yeah, I love that. And, it, and and even as you're talking, I'm going back for our listening audience who may have joined us late in the program, that when you're talking, what rings in my ear is the fact that you and your husband agreed on a mission statement for your marriage, just like uh, these big Fortune 500 companies and the small companies too have a mission statement. So when there is some confusion about whether we should do this or we should do that, you you take it and you hold it up against that that those decisions up against the mission statement and say, how does this align with the mission statement? And your mission statement again for your marriage with you, your husband of 42 years is faith, friendship and fun. And that mission statement, along with some tips that you've given us, we will talk a little bit more about those, um, have helped you and your husband to successfully have a happy marriage, raise two beautifully well-adjusted children, awesome grandchildren in the midst of not only one, but three major layoffs where your husband was the six figure major breadwinner one time you said laid off for over two years and something you said in the very beginning, and I was holding it to this point in this, in, in, in our conversation was you said, you talked about being intentional and this is an adult program. So I'm going to just being intentional. You know, when, when there's no money coming in, sometimes you may not feel your most physical, right? right? No money, no honey. Kind of yes, I love it. No <laughs> money, no honey. We get in that space because as you said, women, what, what are we motivated by? Security and safety. That's it. Absolutely. Right? That's yeah. how you light up, what, what do they say? Uh, light my fire? That's how you light a woman's fire. 
security and safety. And yet your marriage survived and thrived. 42 years and still going strong. Um, you know, uh, your husband has a major six-figure jobs and you were able to be disciplined in this area too. Absolutely. And I, I told him, even when we just came off of our 42 year celebration together, I am so in love with this man. I feel so, I think I love him more than when I met him. It, it's matured over the years. Do you know what I mean? Our intimacy is better now than it's ever been. I mean, better than in our twenties. So, I mean, it's just amazing how God has been with us. And you're right. That Mississippi, that, Faith is our foundation. Think about it, building a, a house in its natural sense. The faith is the foundational structure. If we didn't have that faith as our foundation, everything else would have crumbled. We wouldn't have, there is no way that we would have got through two years and three months of the him not bringing in. And when I say zero dollars, he was not making, and God would not even let him get, they wouldn't even hire him at McDonald's, Burger King, you know. Because I know some people might be out there thinking, well, why didn't he just go get, you know, downgrade his resume and go get, an, you know, he didn't have to do IT. My husband would have taken any job. That wasn't it. God shut the doors on purpose because he wanted us to trust him and he wanted us to, he wanted us to cling to God and cling to one another. He didn't allow that to happen because if he had just went out and got any other job, we wouldn't have been through anything. I wouldn't have been able to write that book because things would have still been going good, right? It might not have been in his field, but we still would have been all, all right. But we had to experience lack so that I could help other couples. If I never experienced any lack, how am I going to help another couple? You know how people say, oh, God will bring you through. You never had to do without money. You never had to do, you, you don't know what that feels like. But God, even through everything, he still protected us. We, My husband had a pension I didn't even know he had. He helped us pay our mortgage off back in 2018, the house that we built. A lot of people that were impacted during that time when Barack Obama was president during 2008, you know, when the whole country was reeling and a lot of people lost their homes. They went into foreclosure. None of that happened to us. We never missed a bill. We never stopped tithing. We never stopped giving. God was faithful through all of that. And now we're just, we're, we're still working. We have like one major bill that we want to pay, then we'll be totally debt free. But God was faithful. And through all that, he was protecting us. But he wanted to see, were we going to crumble, fall out, give up on the marriage? Or were we going to hang in there and not just survive, but thrive? And we're thriving today. That made us even stronger. I love him even more. You know, and um, even when, well, you know, that's what adversity does for us. Though, yeah, if yeah. We, you, if you, some of your most uh, strongest relationships are because we have been through this together, yeah. right? Because you tried yeah. and true. This yeah. is how I know this person is going to be there for me because this is what we've been through together. And, um, and, and I, what I'm, what I'm not hearing here, but I do want to say this just in case we do have any. Uh, our listeners, male or female, who are wondering, well, you know, um, is it, was every day roses and sunshine where you're unemployed and smiling and whistling Dixie every day? Were there days when you're like, I, I don't know. I Absolutely. don't know. Absolutely, Dr. James. Let me just tell you, there were days I felt like I was going to jump out of my skin. I would look in the mirror and I would say, Lord, how long? How long? You know, I've been faithful. We've been tithing. We've been 
Thanksgiving. We have events, you know, we, we're still giving it, you know, we're, we don't just work in the church. We're, we're very community and civic minded. Um, we, my husband has served on every committee there is in our HOA. We're very hands-on committee. My kids were volunteering at food pantries when they were just, top, you know, little bitty something. So we we don't just uh, talk it. We walk the walk. So yeah, there were days I kept, you know, you look around, you're like, Lord, all these heathens, I should say, people that don't even serve you. They got, you know, they're making money. They living in their homes. They going on trips. They and we're serving you. We're loving you. There were times we would go to church. I, we barely had $5 in our wallet. You know, we had to use everything. We had to use all of our savings, 401k. We had to basically start our lives over. But God still sustained us. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah, were there days where I just question? I ask God. And I believe it's okay to question God. When you love him, it's like your parent. When your children don't understand something, they're going to question you as their parent. And I would say, God, you know what? And later he let me see the full picture. Karen, I had your back all the time. I just wanted to see, are you going to love me like you say? Now you're going to stay together. So yeah, there are going to be some days, but don't let that shake you because the in our physical, it's, it, listen, if Jesus said, if the cup be passed, you know, he didn't want to just die on the cross because he loved us that much. Oh yeah, I get to die on the cross. They're going to put thorns on my head. I just can't wait to get up there. He was, you know, if he could have got away from doing that, he would have himself. And so if Jesus himself, I'm not sharing myself with Jesus, but how much more do we have to go? So, I mean, let's just get real. We're in the, as long as we in this body, this fleshly human suit, we are going to feel emotions of fear and cannot get through this. And, but we just continue. There were days, yeah, that I felt like I but one thing I will tell your audience, when we got married, we took divorce for us. Now, everybody's different. But for us, when we were young like that, we probably didn't know what we're saying. We didn't know what we we're going to have to face in life. But in we the interval that we took, divorce was never going to be on the table for us. So once that was no longer on the table for us, we knew that regardless of what we went through in our marriage, we were going to get through it together. So that's kind of what was drive the driving force in all of this as well but yeah there were times i trust me when i tell you so i got i had a lot of praying my friends my mother was praying for us i had friends that surrounded us in prayer and let me just tell your audience too as a married couple you can't always tell your business to everybody tell god and maybe if you have a circle sometime that circle might just be if you got a mother or a parent or a sibling that you know will take your business to the grave, okay. But even if that if that parent can't, don't even tell them. Sometimes you just got to tell God about it. But we, I knew I I was able to share some of my, you know, fears or things that with I have a sister, a biological sister, who she's just like my mother. You tell her something, it's going to the grave. You will never hear your business again. Everybody doesn't have that, but you got to be careful who you share your personal business with because you don't want to be sharing about your husband to other women then you get in a going out to dinner then all of a sudden all his business is out there at the di- you know at the di- dinner table he's embarrassed he's humiliated you know so and there's some things I didn't tell nobody but you you know because some things you just know only God is going to carry you through right and so yeah I want to I'm, I'm a very realist um the joy of the Lord is my strength, but I had days where I was asking God, now when is this going to be over? Because this has been two years 
and three months. And so, and then there was always going back to the table, negotiating conversation while you're going through things like that. For me, like you said, women like security and we like to make sure that, you know, we know our budget, blah, blah. So just by my husband telling me, honey, I've applied for such as five jobs this week. I'm waiting on to hear back from this. And that just let me know he was still working towards it. Right. So being silent, let me say to the males, if this ever happens in your marriage, men communicate with your wife. Baby, I am out there. I've applied for 10 jobs. I'm waiting at this. I'm waiting for this uh, person to get the HR said, I'm going to, I got an interview coming up. They just want to hear something. Even if you don't get the job, at least communicate that you're working towards. Cause that was one of my things. My husband didn't want to set up false ex, uh, expectations to me. So for a time period, he just stopped saying anything about his job search. I knew he was looking, but I was like, okay, is there anything going on? And so I got, that made me a little nervous. Like, is, but as each week, we, by the end of the week, we would have a little powwow. This is what I applied for. This is what this is what's pending. I've got such and such interview. So even if he didn't get it, at least I knew he was working towards something, right? So my and my husband that whole two years and three months, he didn't just sit at the house and do nothing. He was busy. He I was working. God was promoting me. So I started making my money even in the nonprofit sector. So God was promoting me. I never made quite as much as him, but I was making more than I was. But my husband kept the house clean. He kept the yard done. He volunteered in the community. So he just didn't, he got up and got dressed every day like he had a job. So he, I, I never saw the man depressed. Not once. He was always busy. Uh, and that probably helped him, you know, as a man to be, to feel valued and worth and all that. So it just, God just brought us through it. So yeah, it was a day by day. And I, I can't tell you, I never thought that my husband would ever be unemployed that long because he's always worked. My husband worked, but he, that was one of the reasons I fell in love with him. He used to work maintenance in college. And I always tell my girlfriends, when I saw him up on that, putting that roof on, I said, yep, that's the one. Because I thought there was nothing that he wouldn't do to care for our family, right? Some people, right. they mm -hmm. have a certain position. If they don't get a certain position with a certain company, making a certain, they're not going to take a job. My husband will do anything to bring, make an honest living. So that's why I was never worried about him. And he's, his his uh, M.O. was always work ethic. Uh, that's one thing his father gave to him was work ethic. So I didn't, I never was afraid. That's why I knew we were going through something for a purpose. It was bigger than us. I really did. I knew it was bigger. Yeah. And, and thank you for sharing it because I know people hear your story and they're like, well, my personality is that I get nervous, but I'm hearing you say the same thing that all of us women say, because, you know, we're not monolithic. That's true. But the average woman does like, does need rewired for safety and security on some level, maybe more, some more than others, some less than others. But key point that you just, that you've mentioned a few times here is keep the communication open. Yeah. Right. And so even if, and this is just me talking from reading the book, from talking to you, there's so much in this book that is common sense, but not commonly. We're not always operating from common sense. Right. We're operating a lot of times from what the culture is saying or what we've seen or just a heightened sense of stress. Because women are stressed, men are stressed. And sometimes when we're stressed, not sometimes, but always when we're stressed, there's less blood flow to the brain. We're not as creative. We're not as calm, obviously, because we're stressed. And these 
common sense things that you have in this book don't necessarily come to the forefront of the mind. But I will tell you something that you said that I want our listeners to, to hear for their own life, whether you're in a relationship that you'd like to last 42 years and beyond, or whether you want to get into a relationship, is that here is, this is a decision. And it is a decision that requires a lifetime of learning. A commitment to learning. So this book, more than a paycheck, a wife's story of faith, love and renewal in the face of financial adversity. I promise you, if you're with anybody long enough, you're going to hit some financial adversity. Don't let it surprise you. Don't let your marriage break up, your relationship break up over money. Learn in advance. Be prepared, right? Be prepared. I've heard you talk about that in this interview today. Get this book. Put it in your library. Make it part of your book club with your girlfriends who are in marriages and the ones who are trying to get in marriage. Get smart on this so that when it, not if, just like Sharon said at the beginning of our conversation, not when, not if it happens, but when it happens. And when you find yourself talking to that person, and Sharon, I agree with what you just said, do not talk your business about your husband and your marriage with everybody. That is sacred business. But if you do have that one individual, hopefully she has read this book. And when your nerves are flying high and your anxiety is off the roof, she can take you back to page 32 and say, girl, let's go here. Let's remember the courtship. Let's remember this. Let, and she can bring you back. Right? The book can do that. Um, so I encourage you again, Sharon is offering the book as a discount for $10. If you would just go to her website, give us that website again, Sharon. It's Sharon L. Almond. So if they just type in my name on the website, so it's www. Sharon L. Almond. Everything's uh, Sharon L. Almond. My website, um, Everything that they, they want to look me up on Facebook, everything is is in Sharon L. Ahmed. Yeah. So you can get the book for $10. It'll be an autographed copy of the book. Yes. Just say you heard her here. You listened to her on the Dr. Drayvon James show. I'm super excited to continue to bring these type of guests to our listening audience who can add value to you and your journey, no matter what level of the journey that you are on, uh, because your life does touch someone else's life. I'm Dr. Drayvon James. I'm super excited to have you go to my website, drdravonjames.com. Find out more about the Everyday Peace Movement. You, just by virtue of listening to the show today, are an everyday peacemaker. I know that. And so find out more about what's going on in our movement with leaders in high heels, how you can become the leader that you're looking to become in your own life, in the lives of, of others as well, whether it be in your family, your community, or your organization. I would love to have you in our group coaching session. Um, today, we've been talking to Sharon L. Almond, just like the nut, but without the D, A-L-M-O-N, Sharon L. Almond. And you can check her out. Her website has all of the information you need about her. Go um, and put uh, get the book there, $10 autographed copy, just by saying you heard it here on the Dr. Drayvon James Show. I absolutely love you. I love our listeners. And I look forward to um, spending time with you all next week. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. 
Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.